Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Jared. Thank you for checking out the Corner Booth Podcast. It's the season five premiere today. Uh, Kevin, the intern, Samir are joining me as well. We're talking a bunch of NFL stuff, plus some NBA news and some Tiger Woods news. It's going to be a great show. Check it out. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another season of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Klim, alongside my right-hand man, my partner in crime, Mr. Kev, and our intern, Samir. Season five starts today, boys and girls. We had a nice vacation. He, of course, we did our live streams because those are just those are just fun for us. Honestly, I don't think they really take that much effort, except for Kevin making memes about how I can't read, and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. Good show today. We got a lot of NFL stuff. A lot of rumors going around. We had a big story break on Thursday with Carson Wentz, and then of course Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson both were cut or set to be cut uh, this weekend. But a lot of crazy stuffs going on right now. We have a lot of rumors. A lot of guys, no deals in place yet. We have a lot of guys that they don't want hitting the market. Franchise tags. So NFL offseason is not going to be boring. Gents, how we doing? Welcome back for season five. How's everything going? Everything's going great with me. I'm looking something up right now to see how dumb the Eagles are going to be. Kev, you know this is just karma, right? The more and more you try to stamp on our graves, the more and more it's going to hurt you at the end. And I, I love though I thought I thought about this the other day. Um, everyone knows my sports fan base is all over the map, right? So how is it that the only team right now that's giving me any hope is the Miami Hurricanes? That's it. And we're going to be like a nine-win team that's going to get smacked by that might have a shot at upsetting Clemson if everything goes into place. Alright, I, I was about to unload on you, but because you did not say it might have a shot at the upset on September 4th, I'll let it slide. Listen, if we do beat you guys on September 4th, Kevin, I will be unbearable for about a month. No, actually no, I take that back. Because if we do upset you, one, because Nikozi Perry is starting on September 4th. I mean, honestly, he is pretty good in Red Last's offense. But it's a young team, a lot of new guys, a lot of replacements on that defense. If for some reason we catch you guys with your pants down, 
There's going to be some blown calls. There's going to be a couple lucky plays. I will be the most grateful person on the planet, and I'll just be happy we won. I will not be, like, rubbing it in. Now, if we walk in and smack the daylights out of a certain team in Chapel Hill, oh, Lord, I will be burning a North Carolina flag on air on that, that Sunday. I mean, that Tuesday. Yeah, no, because I have just wanted to see Sam Howell burn. Can what? you guys- do you guys get the hype around Sam Howell? I, I don't know. His are garbage. He's bad. Like, he's okay. So it's the same. Okay. So unfortunately I kind of had him in the same boat as Zach Wilson, but then Zach Wilson's tape. I looked at it this weekend. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. The kid has got good arm talent. I don't think he's Philip Rivers level, which is an unnamed person from ESPN called him. I was not Phil Rivers. Um, Aaron Rodgers level. I was like, what? Because of the arm talent there, the Im- ability to improvise. I'm like, dude, Aaron Rodgers may be the best Hail Mary throwing quarterback of all time. On top of that, Rodgers was like a next level talent. He just got screwed with a shitty organization for most of his career. Um, I, I mean, if you want to make the argument that he is in the same kind of mold as Aaron Rodgers, an improviser with good arm strength, okay. But yeah. don't call him an air like like Aaron. You Rodgers. are setting him up for failure at that point. That's like every good young NBA player who comes in. Like, oh, he's the next LeBron James. Oh no, this guy's the next LeBron James. And then when they, if they even make an All Star game, it still feels like a disappointment. See, it was crazy to me. So, on that note, quickly, Dwayne Wade over the weekend was talking about Anthony Edwards. Right? He goes, "This kid is like me all the way," and I'm like. He, he he has the potential to be just like me or something like that. It was like very like he wasn't trying to say there he is me 2.0, but like he sees it there. And I like that. I'm like, you know, like because Edwards, like the dude, every time I see him, he's jamming in on somebody or hitting a three in LeBron's face or he just he's the only sense of hope we have in Minnesota because we just fired our head coach for starting seven and 24. But what's crazy about like any of these comparisons when you talk about, especially quarterbacks. So Trevor Lawrence, I don't see a player like Trevor Lawrence in the NFL right now with enough arm talent, but still has enough mobility to go with it. Like he, I mean, he, yes, he runs like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, but he also is actually pretty quick. Um, Justin Fields. I don't know what to make of Justin Fields. I watched him on tape like eight or nine times. And I think he's a poor man's Jalen Hurts. That's what he reminds me, because at least Hertz has like Hertz can like throw from the pocket. Fields has to roll out half the time to hit an accurate throw. And I don't even know what the hell to make of Trey Lance because he played one game this year. So Mac Jones is the only quarterback I watched more than six games of this year. And I and Kevin knows I'm a big Mac Jones fan for the draft. I think he's the second best quarterback in this class right now. But uh, this quarterback class to me just drives me nuts. My goal is to slowly convert people into Mac Jones truthers. My friend texted me today. He's like, I either – this was a very weird text to get. But he's like, I either want Marcus Mariota or Mac Jones. Who's he, who's he a coach? Who's he a player a fan of? The Patriots. I mean, Mariota in your system would be fun. I don't know if he would. Only because – the problem is he isn't like – he's not a good cold-weather quarterback. He never He never was. Also, on top of that – Mariota's not a great thrower anymore. He's he's okay. He's better than Cam Newton, but not by much. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know what the best option for you guys would be if he was available, if, like, the Raiders did something really stupid? Like, if somehow Derek Carr became available, that'd be the perfect fit for you guys. Can improvise, accurate with the football, 
has enough arm strength to get the ball down the field, doesn't make dumb mistakes, he'd be perfect for you guys. I wouldn't hate Derek Carr, but I don't know what it would take to get him, and I don't want to find out. Yeah, because well, I think John Gruden, because Ch- Chucky sits in the office and goes, all right, I want eight first-round picks for, for Derek Carr. John, we're not getting eight first-round picks. Fine, seven. Like, just, like, says, like, just a, like, I, I, I honestly think in my head, like, you know, we were, all the Russell Wilson things were happening, like, a week and a half ago, right? And I, there was a whole rumor about how the Raiders were going, like, all in to go get him. But then it stopped. All the Russell Wilson rumors have stopped temporarily. And Deshaun Watson, we thought it was as good as gone. Me, I got a fake update on Friday with me and Kevin were on Xbox. Yeah, I saw that tweet you were talking about. Do you know who tweeted it? Who? Barry McCockner. I had I had the same exact moment. I I texted I, my group chat. I was like, oh my off god. My phone. I tried to find it. Why did? How did they get it to be notified to everyone? Like I, that tweet. I don't That's know. What I was thinking about that after I saw it. I'm sitting there, and this is like right after the Wentz trade, and I'm just sitting there talking to Kevin and a couple of other friends. And I'm like, Kev, 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 Deshaun Watson's going to the Bears. And they're just like, and we're just like, what? And I'm trying to find the tweet, and I couldn't find it. I kept searching, and it just disappeared. The tweet was gone. So, um, I mean, the trade that it showed in the tweet at least from what I viewed, didn't look terrible. But I don't yeah, think, the, yeah, but I don't think the bear. I don't think it would go through. I don't think the 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 uh, I don't think Watson would approve going to Chicago. That that organization is a dumpster. They have all the kerosene poured. They just need the match to get dropped. I think it'd be hysterical though if the Bears gave up a king's ransom to get the Sean Watson when they could have just drafted him instead of trading up to get Mitch. Oh my God! Did did you guys see um? Peter Schrager's proposed or suggested trade offer for the Panthers to get Deshaun Watson. It wasn't like McCastrisk and like two other first rounders. McCastrisk? Yeah, that was a joke from the league. McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, Brian Burns, Teddy Bridgewater, a 2021 first and their 2020. Oh my Lord. That's like, that's like what you do in Madden. when You have the untradeable guy. You can't get a hold of you trade him like 18 different things. Wow. Oh uh, yeah. No. Um. If I'm a Panthers fan, I will be slamming my hands and saying no. Also, at that point, what do you have? You have Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore to from to throw the ball to. Your half your defense is gone. Like I just. Oh no. See, I think that the I think we've been dancing around the bush the entire time. I think the hand, odds on favor to land him is the New York Jets. Kev, what was the other team that was in the mix for it that actually had a legitimate shot? It was the Jets and who else? Um, yeah, I, I know the Panthers were in it, but. According to ESPN Upstate, which is an ESPN affiliate, I guess, said it's confirmed by sources that Deshaun Watson would approve trades to the Jets, Dolphins, and Panthers. All right. As much as Kevin hates me talking about this and will get in just destroy this rumor the this whole thing the dolphins also make sense because they have the capital to move it the the texans could also get that first round pick they just lost them in the, i think it was the tunsil trade right yeah yeah um so yeah honestly i i just think that i think deshaun watson's playing football in the nfc east night afc east next year i just it's either jets or dolphins to me i don't see the carolina thing working I don't think Matt Rule's ready to throw Teddy Bridgewater away because honestly, the offense wasn't the problem last year. They couldn't stop anybody on defense. 
Now, yeah, but also if you score 50 points a game, it doesn't really matter. You're probably going to win. Yeah, also McCaffrey being out for, what, half the season didn't help either? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I feel with the Panthers, I don't think they're going to throw the Kings ransom away for a lot of maybes. Whereas the Dolphins, there's a lot of, un- we don't know what the locker room situations are with Tua. I mean, do I think they should get rid of Tua? No. Am I the biggest fan of Tua's game? No. But do I think the kid deserves a second season? Yes. Um, but if I'm the Dolphins, if if they if the Jets lowball, if the Jets basically try to lowball the Texans and Deshaun forces their hand, if and they offer me a, they're like, hey, listen, Deshaun two for Deshaun for two first rounders in the second, and like maybe something like something else spring outside, like the Jets seriously lowball them. If they get like a serious low offer that they can easily take on, it was a lot lower than they thought they were gonna be. From the Dolphins, I don't I don't even I say, hey, here here's Tua, here's this, here's that, take it, like come here. Deshaun, get over here. Like, if that's the only way I see, I don't, I don't know. This whole situation with Deshaun has gotten so weird. I've also noticed no one in the Dolphins organization has said that they've been talking about trading Tua. Yeah, it's only been like it, player rumors. It's media. Yeah. It's also, media we, and anonymous sources. Any well, player who's talked about it, who has had their name attached to it, has said nothing but positives about Tua. I feel like it's the same. I think we're with with Tua. We're starting to see a lot of maybe. I'm not going to compare the two situations, but they're very similar in how the smoke is coming from unnamed sources in the in the organization, a la Carson Wentz Philadelphia. Well, I'm not saying it's the same situation, Kevin. I'm saying it's a similar type of mold. It's really but not. Un, un, no, but unlike unlike Wentz, where he has a good backup and a, a good understudy, you have Tua, who's got Fitz Tragic, who's a free agent. And you've got the possibility of Deshaun Watson coming in. There's yeah, but a, also, I, part of the reason Carson wanted out is because he said, I don't like you drafting this guy. I'm not going to sit behind him. Which I don't blame him. But, yeah, um, I still don't blame him. Honestly, I'm happy for Carson. I'll still say it to this day. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win a lot in uh, five Super Bowls. God, you know, you get trashed after your Super Bowl win. And you say something once. I swear to God, I'm never going to live that down. You said that before. What? You said that before the Super Bowl. When the, oh. Well, even more. That was before the injury, so there you go. You said that. <laughs> I think you said that like around the time he was drafted. We weren't even friends at that point. No, we played Xbox a few times, though. Okay. Okay, maybe it might have been like halfway through his first season when like he started off 4-0 or whatever. Because I, I went and bought a jersey. Like, I was on cloud nine with that dude. Hey, Giants fans, shut your shut your mouth. I know you see you grinning. <laughs> Our intern over here, just 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 giggling. Just wait until you're I, – I, I, so Kevin saw I was hanging with one of our uh, regular listeners to the show, my boy Jeff, and he's a big Giants fan. Like, Samir, you'd love this kid. But he also said the smartest thing to me. This is one of the things we've talked about quarterbacks, right? Daniel Jones. He asked, "What the hell do my Giants do with Daniel Jones?" And he go, and I'm, he looks at me and goes, "Dude, I would love for them to take a quarterback at ten. I would love it. You know why? I'm done with him." And he and he looks at me and goes, "The same reason." I said, "Well, what do you think?" He goes, "What do you think of Jones?" I'm like, "I think Daniel Jones is peaking already." And he goes, "I think so too. He can't make a play with his arm; it's only with his legs." And I'm like, "I wasn't even gonna say that, but okay." okay. Another quarterback won NFL MVP doing that. True, but. Also, Lamar Jackson had a elite defense behind him. He also led the league in passing touchdowns that year. But also true. they were all like five-yard passes. 
I do not want the Giants to take a quarterback because I don't want them continuing this fucking trend that the Cardinals started, draft a bust, and go, we're just going to draft a new guy next year. What would, You've set a disgusting trend up now that people will bail on players way too early. That's why people want to, want Tua out of Miami. No, you are right, though. And Josh Rosen got hosed by that. Josh Rosen was also a bust. He probably should not have. Yeah, been. he was bad. I, yeah, I, I well, I don't know if it started a trend more than just that might have been the right decision because Kyler was, was just like they were they were staring him in the face and they're like, all right, this guy's not this guy's not as good. Well, remember the NFL is a copycat league. It always has been, and somebody right. saw that going. They're like, oh my god, they could just restart after one year. This is perfect. I think if you have a quarterback that you want at your sp- spot and they're still there, mm-hmm. by all means, don't put four years into this kid. However, it has started a trend where media is now like, oh, just trade him. Like, what drives me nuts right now is, how, like, you know, the media is like, oh, Philadelphia might take Fields at six. Why? We haven't even seen if Hurts could come out next year and look like a different quarterback. He could be, like, if Hurts comes out and plays like crap next year, fine. Draft a quarterback with whatever top five pick we're going to have next year. But if Hurts comes out and plays, like, very good, like, he starts actually accurately throwing the deep ball, runs the offense well, him and Miles Sanders have a good connection, and hopefully praying Jamar Chase or Smitty or whoever the hell they take at six, and Rieger and Fulgham and all these dudes have a good connection, then why, then what, like, at least give it a year. The, the, I even said the best I think the Eagles are going to go this year to my buddy. I'm said optimistically, like, I am thinking everything falls into place for them. It's like a 9-7 and seven team who gets a couple lucky wins. That would, if they make the playoffs, like the seven seed gets smacked by somebody. But at least they, like they, it was, it was progress. But to me, I think this whole quarterback trend. Yes, Kevin, you are on point. It, the Cardinals screwed this up because now everyone wants to be like, oh, the Eagles should take Fields at six. Why does everyone establish that Justin Fields is a good quarterback? I've watched him four times in big games. All four times he has disappointed me to the point where I am like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Even in their win in the in the bowl in against Clemson, he wasn't that good. He was average. He also like shattered his ribs. I I do understand. He that. also doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts does, but there is something to be said about a quarterback in today's NFL who's completely average in every area except he barely turns the ball over. That kid's a starter. Yeah, but uh, I think Hurts' upside is a lot higher than Fields's though. Oh, I think Hurts' upside is a lot higher strictly because of the jump you saw from when he was at Alabama to when he was at Oklahoma. I'll even talk about—I'm going to take jump from game one in Philadelphia to game two in Philadelphia. He looked at, like a complete— At this point, Jalen Hurts' biggest question mark is how well can he read a defense? And how well can he throw the ball past 30 yards? He's shown an ability to show—he's improve, improved in that area. He couldn't throw more than 15 yards downfield at Alabama— at Oklahoma, he can at least stretch the field a little bit. He hit that one throw to uh, Greg Ward against Green Bay when he came in after Wentz got benched. I was just like, nah. I didn't even know he could hit that. There were a couple. There were a his his deep ball accuracy. It's it's not even the dist. It's not even the arm strength that bothers me. It's the ability to place it. Yeah, no, it it's an issue, but I think he can improve on it. Oh, with arm strength. You can teach somebody how to place a deep ball. You cannot teach them how to get the ball to that spot. Yeah. So it, 
it's accuracy downfield and ability to read the defense. Those are the two big concerns with her. Honestly, Kevin, if you, if you asked me, like, I feel better going into 20, uh, 21 than I did going into 2016. Cause at least with Hertz, I've seen enough tape on, I've seen at least four games on him with Wentz. I didn't know what the hell I thought we were going to go like three and 13 going into 2016. I thought we were fucked. Cause that Chip Kelly team looked like a dog shit pile. Well, and then, you know, Chip Kelly, sorry. And then Doug Peterson comes. I didn't know who the hell Doug was. I knew he coached an okay uh, Chiefs offense. I'm like, okay, maybe we'll have a decent team. And then this kid starts off four, and I'm like, huh? But like, I feel I feel okay with Hurts because at least we have a top ten running back. We have good fast receivers. If your receiver is going to be average, at least have them be fast and average. Yeah, I think the concern is your fast guys, are they average? I think I think Rieger might be better than you give him credit for. I think he, the problem is just he he didn't get enough snaps. But once him and him and uh, Hurts got on the same page, he was his go-to guy on, like, third and long. Oh, I don't even just mean Rieger. I mean, he's a rookie. I don't like yeah. labeling guys busts after one year unless they are historically bad. Yeah. I, I think also— I think also I was ready to I was pissed people labeling Colin Sexton a bust after one year in the NBA. Look who was sure. right. Sure, let's murder ball. Yeah, and like Marquise Goodwin is a below average receiver who happens to be fast. Yeah, he basically runs two routes. Post, go. Honestly, as a number three guy in an offense, it's not bad to have. But I I mean you want a guy who can do multiple things. We're like we're we're at well, the one thing with Rieger, I'm trying to say, I, I really don't want to go into too much Eagles sucks. I know it drives some people nuts, but with at least Rieger, when he was at Texas uh, TCU, he was their feature guy for their entire offense. He was catching balls on screen passes, deep balls, slants, everything. Like he jump, even jump balls. The guys five five ten. Like they were throwing jump balls to him. Like I get, yes, Big Ten cornerbacks are Big Twelve cornerbacks are garbage, but like. At least that's something. Whereas, like a guy like Goodwin, who basically says, "Hey, Marquise, run straight." So I, I don't know. I mean, I think the draft we're gonna see a lot more. I mean, Lawrence looked pretty good as pro. That one throw he had, it was like, what was it, seventy yards in the air? I was like, holy crap, this guy. Yeah, no, it's a problem. The problem is, I just don't. Kev, you and me have had the same issue with Lawrence since his sophomore year. I don't. He hasn't made any. He hasn't made a leap. He's made little small jumps. But I haven't seen that big leap from like where I look at him freshman year and I look at him senior year or junior year. I don't see the difference. So I've actually changed my stance on that a little bit. Trevor Lawrence, he came in day one ready. Honestly, it it is hard for him to make a jump based on what he can do physically. He did make a jump mentally. His decision making did improve. However, there was that one throw in the Ohio State game where they were already losing, so he had to chuck up a prayer. But he was getting sacked and just threw it into triple coverage. He was picked off. But yeah. I also feel like I said the one game, and I I hate bringing up like you know one of my teams, but like the one game that kind of showed me there is some there is there are some notches in the armor with Lawrence's, even against a team like Miami who was overgunned from the start, they couldn't tackle ETN, and this kid was still making like not great. I throws and was getting away with guys making double moves and it was just i don't know i just i hope when or if or when or urban meyer drafts him he just realizes he's not gonna get away with those in his in his nfl career i mean he does have uh 
DJ Chark, who is just faster than all hell. But every player goes through that, though. Yeah, I know. I, I just I, the fact I want to see this kid actually be the next great thing before, because like everyone in the NFL is just donning this kid, the quarterback, the quarterback, like he's the next thing. I want to see him do it. I'm confused by that because I feel like whenever you see a quarterback and they go, he's the next thing, they do something that no one else can really do. They're smart. They're, they're smarter than every other quarterback. They make great reads. They have a can. They can throw the ball 80 yards in the air, which no one can really do in the NFL. They can Josh run Allen. a 4-2-40. Trevor Lawrence isn't any of that. Yeah, he can throw a bomb, but he's it's not – you're not going to watch it and go, oh, I wish that there were more quarterbacks. You didn't know Pat Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers. They can all do that. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a serviceable – he's going to be a very good quarterback, but he's not like the next generational talent people are making him out to be. Yeah. I never even I never even got the Andrew Luck thing. I knew his football IQ was ridiculous, but at the same time, like, Andrew Luck also was like – his football IQ, if he got into trouble, would go out the window. He'd throw a fucking ball in double coverage, and you're like, where is this football IQ I'm waiting for? But Andrew Luck was also a big body who could run a little bit. Like, that's something you hadn't really seen at that point very – who could run effectively. Yeah. He like, would get, Michael Vick was small. RG3 was also small. Like, Andrew Luck was the predecessor to what is now, like, the Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. Like, even if Josh Allen's his own category, but – yeah. Josh Allen takes to another level, though I have a conspiracy theory about Urban Meyer. I want to hear this, actually. This Usually Kevin's conspiracy theories are pretty pretty hysterical. So it's a big question about whether or not Urban's actually going to take Trevor Lawrence at first overall or if he's going to trade back. I don't think he's going to take anyone else. I think he'd rather trade back. Who Who's a quarterback who's going to be on the market who just retired from another sport? Who has a relationship with Urban Meyer? Tebow. <laughs> Tebow to Jacksonville, baby. Oh my God! You know everyone's been talking about Tebow going to Jacksonville for so long too, when he was in the league. Oh my God, that'd be hysterical. No, honestly, my honest to God opinion, if if he wasn't gonna take Lawrence first, he would trade back to like five or six, take Fields, who he I think he recruited or no, Day recruited him back. In the transfer portal. It was at the tail end of Urban's thing. Day's been in Ohio State for two years now. Yeah, so he only played he only played Fields un- was there for two years. Yeah, so he he only played under Day. But he was recruited by Urban. Yes. So I have a feeling the only way he trades back and doesn't the only way Trevor Lawrence is not a Jaguar is that Urban trades back for Watson or Urban trades out. For I know Urban trades out for Watson. Urban trades back for Fields. It's the only way he, he, they don't take take Lawrence. I mean, I've said it a million times. I will say it again. It doesn't really matter what Urban does. He can just fake a heart attack in three years and retire. It's so it's just so rough. Am I wrong though? Florida starts to go to shit. Urban, oh, like I'm having health issues. I want to spend time with my family. Goes to ESPN for a year. Then Urban. Goes to Ohio State. They were making a stink about that. An abusive piece of shit. Yeah. And goes, oh, like I'm having health issues. I want to spend more time with family. Immediately goes to NFL on Fox. Then yeah. he goes to Jacksonville. I was raising he pulled it. Yeah, goes to Jacksonville. Hires a racist piece of shit. Who then resigns the same day because it was like, why did you hire this man? Well, 
uh, Urban Meyer's got a track record of one f up per job at least. I mean, that 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 two that what was that two thousand eight or two thousand nine Florida team, the one that had like everybody from Tim Tebow to Aaron Hernandez was just like a motley crew of just characters. Yeah, and then two thousand ten, I think it was it two thousand eleven or twelve when he left. Uh, his first year in Ohio State was fourteen. So it was 12. It might have been two years at ESPN. I'm not sure. I don't even remember. I just remember his first year at Ohio State. They won because that was the year that Mariota and Mark Helfrich's Ducks looked unstoppable. And then they actually played a physical team and got punched in the mouth. He left yeah, I mean, um, after 2010. He left after. He was at ESPN that long? But no, he, he went to Ohio State at 2012. Okay, so it was a year at ESPN. Yeah. Okay, so he, but, he did two years at Ohio State before he won the title. But, like, 2009, leave of absence. 2010, he came back to Florida. They went 7-5 and five in the regular season. Oof. And then there was a three-month investigation. The Sporting News published an expose titled How Urban Meyer Broke Florida Football suggested that Meyer created a toxic culture in the locker room at Florida and departed just before implosion. He developed a circle of trust that only included star players and that those players received favorable, received favorable treatment, including not having to complete workouts, lenient punishment, and hiding the players' positive drug tests from the public. Well, I mean, there's a Hernandez, a couple of Pounces, Riley Cooper. You got some real characters in that roster. <laughs> Led by the St. Tebow himself. Riley oh. Cooper. Although Meyer stated, I've never heard of Circle of Trust before in my life, former players contend it was the foundation of Florida's culture. It sounds like Blue Mountain State. <laughs> I just... I just don't like Urban Meyer. Someone yelled at me once. I wrote something. They're like, oh... Urban Meyer is, I hate him. Go jump in a lake. You're a piece of shit. And he's like, you're just jealous because he's won so many rings. Like, Urban Meyer's a great guy. Who? Yeah. Three. Three. Like. Three. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so mad after watching my team win by six now rings. Like, I would understand if Urban won like eight. That dude throwing out that insult. But it's like, bro. I'm trying to tarnish his character, guys. Yeah. I think he do, he's done that enough himself. Yeah. Oh, man. I told you, guys. We start improving. This show's going to go, like, into a freaking just tailspin. We haven't even talked about any NFL rumors yet. Um, One of the big ones I saw, and this one's interesting, talking about the Dolphins because we kind of brought him up with uh, Deshaun Watson. Aaron Jones. I guess they're one of the favorites in the clubhouse to land him. I did not. I, I said the perfect fit for him. Him or Fournette was Los Angeles Chargers. I'm trying to get Herbert running back. I am. But uh, the Dolphins had to rely on the stylings of Miles Gaskin, the artist formerly known as Jordan Howard, and a bunch of misfits. I think Keelan Bellagio at one point, or is he on another team at this point? I don't even know. The Dolphins were just handing the ball off to a body bag at one point and seeing if they could get yardage. Um Aaron Jones to Miami, though, would be crazy because he wouldn't be the first NFC North running back to leave a good situation in the NFC North and go to Miami and still produce. I'm referring, to, of course, to Reggie Bush when he left the the uh, 
Lions. I think he was their last thousand yard rusher before um what Ajahi showed up. But yeah, no, I, I think honestly Aaron Jones to Miami is a great fit. Even if they keep two or they don't keep two, whatever they do, that's incredible because now you have a running back who can play all three downs. You can use Gaskin as kind of a change of pace guy. And Aaron Jones is explosive. Like, that man can break off a long run. He can run between the tackles. He's a very well-rounded running back. I would say, I don't know, is there any real weakness to Aaron Jones' game as a running back? I mean, like, I mean, the injury concern sometimes can be a little. But, I mean, I think, he, I think he's got everything covered. I think he can't even block. But I think the Packers are putting a little too much strain. I think as much as I love A.J. Dillon's game, I want to see him actually be the every down back for them. Yeah, the, the mileage is slightly concerning on A.J. Dillon, but uh, Derrick Henry hasn't had much of an issue with high mileage in college going to the NFL. Um, Jonathan Taylor so far. Well, Jonathan Taylor's in just finished year one. Uh, he's not a great receiver out of the backfield, Aaron Jones. He's not terrible. He's not a He's not a guy you go, oh, yeah. he's open. I can't throw to him. It's going to be a drop, but he's not. He, that's good thing I have Gaskin. I think that's the why he like that's a perfect one-two punch. Who did they just sign? They signed someone big last offseason, I thought. Jordan Howard. I thought they signed someone else. No, they signed uh, Matt Howard. Breida. They, they signed Matt, Matt Breida. Also, I mean, well, you want to talk about a running back core. You've got the sprinter. You've got the all-purpose, and then you got the receiving back. That 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 backfield will be ridiculous. Is Breed out on a one or a two year deal? Because I don't think he played much this year. He didn't he play much at all. Opted out. No, I think he got hurt. At least where I remember the opting out thing messed up a lot. So much stuff this year. You're like, because I like Kev. I even forgot Dante Hightower was a hot a thing for a hot second. And I realized oh he opted out. Never mind. He played twelve games. He only started one though, and he. Had 59 attempts. Oh, okay. So basically, he was like the change of pace guy, and Gaskins took and Gaskin took the spot from. Yeah, Aaron Jones definitely makes sense for Miami. I think that's a great fit, True. honestly. He would be their first thousand yard rusher since 2014 with Lamar Miller. Oh yeah, that's right, Lamar. You know, he's ninth like, all time in single season career rushing or single season rushing yards for the Dolphins. That's crazy. Yeah, weird. They also also Ricky Reggie Bush went to Miami before Detroit. Oh, that's right. He left New Orleans for Miami and ran for a thousand yards. What is it with New Orleans running backs going to Miami? Like immediately. No idea. I mean, Reggie we're Bush, pretty well for Ricky Williams. Williams. Yeah, we're pretty well for Ricky Williams. I mean, then I mean, yeah, then you know, the imagine how good of a running back Ricky Williams would be if the if the culture of marijuana now. Was it like it was when he was playing? That'd be incredible. He would be, be an all-time great. He'd be like smoking Emmitt Smith's record. Because that man had the speed, but also ran as hard as Derrick Henry. Or close to it. Yeah, he it, 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 it was a good player. Also, I saw a picture of him from a while ago. He now has like dreadlocks and a beard. But he, he was bald for a while, and it was weird. I didn't like it. Yeah. Ricky Williams is just an odd dude. But then again, I watched this 30 for 30 about the kid's life, the dude's life. I was like, yo, that's actually crazy. I think the 30 for 30 is where I saw him bald. Yeah. No, like that was the 30 for 30. after his playing career, and he yeah. was doing yoga or something and shaved his head. I mean, 
honestly, my favorite, like, 30 for 30, I never, honestly have only really watched about one bad 30 for 30. The only bad one I watched was the Steinbrenner one. That one put me to sleep. I, I'm trying to remember what, I haven't watched all of them. Roll Tide War Eagle was my favorite. But that one was good. Harvey Updike, American legend. Yeah. I liked the. Uh, I like. I hate Christian Leitner. I like that one a lot. That one was good. I love the uh, uh, winning time. Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks is one of my all-time favorites. Um, I love the Fab Five. Mm, oh, that's a great one. Well, also because I had their sneaker, the sneakers they were famous for wearing those uh, Charles Barkley ones, the Air Force Max. Uh, Jordan rides the bus is really good too. What was another one I liked? Um, I want to watch the uh, the. Bruce Lee one, but they, they since they started moving stuff to ESPN Plus, I haven't been watching them a lot. I have ESPN Plus because my sister, like God bless her soul. Honestly, you know, Kevin, Kevin knows my what my two favorite thirty thirties are. I'm good. Yeah, I was gonna guess the. Isn't the U in two parts? Yeah, U part one and U part two. U part one was awesome. U part two was great for the first maybe forty five minutes, and then. The Randy Shannon through Al Golden era were so depressing. I couldn't watch it after the first run through. Because I'm like, Randy Shannon had so much potential, and he just ran the program down. And then they go and hire the most anti-Miami guy possible in Al Golden. And he just co- – honestly, Al Golden's recruiting, recruiting classes were not bad. He just was a terrible coach. Um, And then you have the Mark Richt era, which will be kind of a, a weird era for Miami. He did kind of resurrect Miami's program just a slight bit. Then you have Manny Diaz, who honestly, I, I love Manny. I think, honestly, he's definitely going to be a great coach for Miami for a long time. But, yeah, no, 30 for 30s, honestly. And come on, we have the all-time great one, of course. We have um, uh, Last Dance, obviously. That's like, honestly, so Is it was so funny. Is that 30 for 30? I think it is technically a 30 for 30. But, like, um... Oh, the SMU one was really good, too. Oh, that one was good. That was I, so good. If you guys like that, do you, have you guys seen Saturdays in the South? No. I've never seen it, though. SEC Network did Saturdays in the South, the history of SEC football. And obviously, I'm a huge SEC guy, but it was really interesting, actually. I thought it was really cool. Oh, the Ole Miss 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. The About that 1960 for- team. Oh, we're forgetting just, about the Celtics Lakers one. That was that, that was also awesome. Good. Did they have like four parts of that one? It was long. I think it was like six. Jesus, I'm sure it was like eight hours long. I remember yeah. they tried to launch a podcast of it with the Donald Sterling thing, and I'm like, oh yeah. Donald, I mean, the interview. I I heard the clip from the interview with Blake Griffin. I was like, this is like super like uncomfortable, man. Holy shit. I want to see a I want to see one about like the Dodgers and their whole collapse in the mid in the in like 2008 2009 or whatever when that whole thing with their old owner went went to shit. Did they do an 80s Mets one. I have a distinct memory of that. I think they did. I think like they with Daryl Strawberry and um. Yeah, they, it, and Dwight Gooden. Yeah, there was definitely one about it. I just remember cocaine. Yeah, lots of cocaine. Cocaine. You have to pick a word to describe that one. Cocaine. Oh, and um. Bill Buckner, but please don't talk to me about Bill Buckner. <laughs> Kev brings up Bill Buckner. I bring up um, uh, it's like me him bringing up Don McNabb to me or Quentin Demps. One thing I will say about in defense of Bill Buckner, without him the Red Sox were not in the World Series. Yeah, However, he, he had like an MVP year that year, right? Early MVP caliber. 
Yeah, please don't talk to me about Bill Buckner. It's just sad. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen um Fever Pitch, the movie with Jimmy Fallon and Yeah. No. Drew Barrymore. There's, Drew a, there's a at the at the movie theater they have like posters of movies that were in Boston or whatever and that's one of them I was like maybe I'll see that movie one day but it's like Jimmy Fallon in a, a leading role like who the hell is gonna watch that? This is Sorry, back not to be that he guy. had his talk show. This is back when he was like fresh off SNL and he thought that everyone thought he's a bankable star. Yeah. Weirdest cameo in Band of Brothers by the way it was Jimmy Fallon as a G- yo. But <laughs> right? I think I have played the song on the podcast before and I'm gonna play a second of it to see if I did and see if. Samir remembers, but there's a scene he gets dumped. And why is the Carl Yastrzemski Hall of Fame speech on Apple Music? <laughs> why? I've but he's in his house, drink or in his apartment, drinking heavily, just listening to this song on repeat. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like two weeks ago. Listening to this on repeat, just watching the Bucky Dent play over and over and over again. <laughs> and then he blames the right fielder for not backing him up. But just a weird scene in a movie. It's like, I mean, and Kevin, I know how much you hate um, Eagles fans. We're kind of like that with certain players that won't be named with, um, like, the 08 season, we were the hottest team in football. We were smoking everybody, and then we got to Arizona, and Quentin Demps bit on a double move with Larry Fitzgerald, and Brian Dawkins didn't get a Super Bowl. Or Don McNabb had to go out and party in 04 when we had a loaded offense going up against that Patriots team. Yes, you guys were a great team, but we had a better shot. Our quarterback wasn't hung over on the field. Not much better. I still think we, we if, if McDad was sober, we had a shot at winning. We still had a shot winning with him hungover, which is great. Yeah, but I also think the, that page, the 2004 Patriots are sneakily one of the best defenses of all time. Oh, I know. And that just shows how good that Eagles team was. Yes. They made the Colts and Peyton Manning bitch and moan to allow, to make it so the Patriots receiver or cornerbacks couldn't be as physical, which then put us on the track to have the cupcake-ass fucking league we have now so thank Peyton Manning for that one. Oh, Peyton 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 but yeah no I I agree I, I as somebody who loves physical cornerbacks I did appreciate that t- that uh that Colt, that um Patriots team oh, such a all right guys breaking news I have a breaking news for you guys well, before before you get that to me I have a question sure do, do you guys like living balls out Mm. Oh yes, I always. would say so. Yeah, Miller Lite, of course I do. Of course, preferably for Harambe. But you know, sometimes mm. you, you just want to live a balls out lifestyle. Oh god, I'm getting college flashbacks. Of course, <laughs> as any as any gentleman would. Jared's getting college flashbacks. Samir's getting like sixth grade flashbacks because he's a baby. <laughs> well, if you guys like living was... balls out, do I have the product for you? Ballsybrand.com. You can get. Everything you need for down there. You got a lady in your life and she wants you to be fresh. Don't you worry about it. Ballsy has got you. You got the head to balls kit, the ball wash double XL pump bottle. That sounds like something from Austin Powers. Just wanted to point that out there. The no sweat kit, the ball guard liquid. I mean, I don't have a lady in my life, but I'm sure if she did, she would thank me for using this product. Go to BallsyBrand.com and use promo code 
Belly Up Sports, all capital. And you can help us out. We'll get a little money on the back end. Sorry, I'm going to be honest with you. We are all poor, recent college graduates, soon to be college graduates. Anything helps. Ballsybrand.com, promo code Belly Up Sports. All right, now what the fuck were you saying, Samir? <laughs> oh, we're right off back to where we were in season four. Season four. Samir, just go. Man, you really got me in the mood to wash my balls now that you went on it. <laughs> Uh, for for anyone listening, Samir's the one who brought up washing his balls. This is not a Bill Clinton situation. He brought it up. God, the people at Balls are going to be like, yeah, nope, we're not sponsored. Yeah, Mike, you find us a new podcast. We're done. Oh, All right. Watch Breaking Hardcore news. Honey, Slapshot Sweethearts. That's who they want to sponsor. Breaking news. NBA All-Star Reserves have been released. The ones Speaking I want to bring balls. up. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have both made the all-star team. Deservedly so. Uh, as as well as Julius Randle and Zach Levine, which I'm also in support of. Those are the ones that stuck out to me and I'm happy about. Zion made it. That's also cool. Just go through the list. All right. Yeah, that's a good. All right. So the West, on the West side, you got Chris Paul, Paul George, Dame, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion, AD. On the East, Harden, Randall, Tatum, Jason Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, and Nikola Vucevic. I'm mad that Sabonis didn't make it. I, I thought uh, Sabonis should have made it for the Pacers. I think a I think AD making it. He's having a bit of a down year, but also down year for AD is like a great year for most other players. I saw this list, and I did not see Jalen Brown on there immediately, and I almost threw my phone across my room. I know. He should be a starter, honestly. I voted him as a starter. He should absolutely be a starter. Tatum's a little streaky right now. Not having him as a starter, that's fine. Yeah, but he's fantastic as well. I mean, like, it's insane that, I mean... 24 and 22 or 23 they're at right now. Uh, Jason Tatum's 19. He's always going to be. Oh, he's always 19. Yeah. He's gonna be so, 95. Sure. And he's a nope. 19. <laughs> he looks 19. It's. I mean, he got bigger. He certainly got bigger from his rookie year, but you can still be like, yeah, he's 19. <laughs> How old's Deuce? Do either of you guys know off the top of your head? Uh, I you think he turned two. About what I say, Deuce. Yes. No, Jared, I, do you know what I'm talking about when I say Deuce? He's Jason Tatum's son. Oh. I think he's two. Okay. Wow, having a kid at 17, that must have been hard. Get Wait, he's, Jason Tatum's like 20 now, dude. Oh no, my lord, Jared. Oh, uh, you don't use Twitter. It's a joke online that Jason Tatum's 19. Oh, uh, okay. Because, like, whenever he do something good as rookie, you're like, and he's only 19. And then that just uh, continues. He's 19 okay. perpetually now. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, he's been in the league for, like, four freaking years. How is he still? Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't follow Celtics Twitter, so, like, I don't get that joke. It's just, like, a joke on Twitter. Um, have you guys ever heard the story about Deuce Tatum? No. So, Deuce's mom, Jason Tatum, was dating. They broke up. And he was dating a Duke soccer player who was a smoke show. And then Deuce's mom was like, oh, 
I'm pregnant. And Jason was like, all right, bye, Duke soccer player. I'm going to be a father to my de- my kid and be with my baby mama. And I'm sure he did it more eloquently than that. I'm not putting words into Tatum's mouth. And then Tatum's ex-girlfriend went in on him on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Like the oh, soccer player or the baby moms? I gotta I read, see this. He didn't like cheat on her and knock up another girl, but like she went after him. Some rough stuff. That's rough stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Tatum, when she started that, he's like, thank God I'm out of that relationship. Right. Oh, but it was, it was his high school girlfriend he got pregnant. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it wasn't some random woman. I did not know they were dating in high school, but I knew they were dating. But, so yeah. There's way too much information about Jason Tatum's personal life. Man, how do you go, like, how do people go on to, like, post this kind of stuff on Instagram? Or, like, just go on a story and say, you think you played me, but who ended up losing? <laughs> Uh, I think I think the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend did. Jason Tatum now makes millions of dollars in his yeah. to his son. Like, <laughs> wow, she really went in, but it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah, it's right. like it's dumb. It's like a girl who loved you regardless of your flaws. You think you can easily be replaced, but a girl like me, good luck finding a girl who put up with you like I did. Like, all right, I guess. And I'm pretty sure he's still with Deuce's mom. Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know. You could just say, like, if, if someone asked, you'd be like, yeah, it was a rough situation, but I, I hope the best for him. How hard is that? <laughs> this is the corner booth relationship. No. Jesus, we are really <laughs> off the rails ever, now. If you're a woman listening to this and you ever get dumped <laughs> because someone wants to be a father to their son, be unhappy in your personal time. But, like, if someone asks you, be like, oh, it was a shitty situation, but, like, I, I I hope they do well going forward. And if you're a man and you ever get dumped, don't go crazy and punch a wall. Actually, you know, if, if punching a wall is the worst you do, fine. Do that. Just don't do anything worse. Well worded. I like how like, – I, I get, like, the dangers that people face while dating. Like, men do not face many dangers. And I like, oh, if you're a woman, don't post on Instagram. If you're a man and are going to get physical with a wall, that's the most you get. Like, that really shows who's taking on a risk in a relationship. Like, oh, a woman, oh, she's going to complain about me in a group chat and post about me on Instagram. I'm, I'm not even going to say what a man can do, but a man will do way worse, which is fucked. We are, all right, so I'm going to wrangle us back in just a little <laughs> bit. So, serious news. Um, I think it was a couple hours ago. Tiger Woods had a one-car accident, which basically means he rolled his car in L.A. Um, multiple surgeries. He's taken to the hospital for a couple surgeries. They had to use Jaws of Life, everything else. Um, I think he's it, – it looks like all things right now they're not talking about anything was fatal. So it looks they like they okay. explicitly said non-life-threatening. Yeah, non-life-threatening. Yeah, non all the sources I saw. That's what was driving me nuts because I was like, I'm like, is he gonna be okay? Is he gonna live? Like, like, all right, like, is he is he okay? Like, that's why I was looking for. But they're like, oh, they just kept showing. Like, then they had like, I saw an ESPN. They had Stephen A. Smith come on 
talk about it. They had a bunch. Of, I'm like, oh my god, just tell me if he's gonna be okay. I don't need to see Stephen A. run his mouth for 20 minutes. But in Stephen A.'s defense, when he talks about serious stuff, he's generally pretty on yeah. the nose about it. Yeah, I, I, I will. There, there's only been a few times I've been just like Stephen A. Shut up, please. Very, and that's mostly with his sports takes. Yeah, when it's serious stuff like uh, like stuff like this, I think it was honestly like his take on Kobe Bryant was honestly very on point. But um, yeah, no, uh, praying for Tiger, hope he recovers. Kev, you got anything weird for me, or uh, we going dry the first night? Oh, sorry. Before we get into that, uh, this is the end of Tiger's golfing career. I think so too. I mean, with the back, with, and now the like. I honestly think he's done, which sucks. He's a legend in sports, not just golf. But he he has to be done, right? Unless you have some insane, like, recovery, yeah, he's done. I think he got that. When he won the Masters in 2019, that was literally one of the greatest sports moments I've ever had. Because... I'm literally watching it on my shit, on my toilet because I said it was Tiger Woods about to put in to win the Masters. I was like, let's go! I was screaming and yelling and shit. I'm like, it's a golf tour. Usually golf doesn't get me that excited, but I was so happy for Tiger, who was one of my athletes I looked up to as a kid. I loved seeing it. So, When did you stop looking up to him? I think that's an important <laughs> question. Uh... You know, the the whole sex scandal thing was about when I saw Pan Hens with golf. I still He was still one of my favorite athletes. The only athlete I still look up to today is Brian Dawkins. The rest of them can go kick. Like, the rest of them, I look at them as equals. They're all, all human beings here. Weapon X holds a special place in my heart. By the way, kids, never look up to athletes past the age of, like, 10. Unless it's Eli Manning, and you can look up to Eli Manning all you want. Dad bod for days, boys! <laughs> <laughs> that man is a king among men. You, you know what Tiger needs to do if he wants to continue his golf career? Get bionic legs? Just go see the—basically, just go see the team doctors in Alabama. They did the tightrope surgery for Tua, gave him stem cells, allegedly, from things I remember reading, maybe. And he was back on the field like three weeks. That's like— that's a three-month recovery time, and he was on the field in three weeks. Or go to Germany like Kobe did. True. Although Bob Marley went to Germany, and that didn't work out very well. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully uh, Tiger recovers. I don't, I don't know, honestly. like it. I saw that. I kind of have seen Tiger post while I was on Twitter. I was driving to the bar with my buddies. I'm like, the hell? And I walk in. They're like, dude, you haven't seen this? I'm like, no, I've been driving around. He goes, yeah, Tiger got hurt. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, all-time terrible tweet. KFC from Barstool, Hoax City, Population, Tiger Woods, because Tiger Wood death rumors happen intermittently. And then right when the car crash was announced, he tweeted that, just thinking it was going to be a hoax. Oh, my God. You know, uh, KFC, sometimes his comedy stylings are perfect. His timing's on point. And then sometimes he hits, says something. I'm just like, dude, stop. You're I dig- think my favorite thing I saw about this. And it was in a like a private message. It wasn't on Twitter. It was maybe KFC should worry more about being loyal to his pregnant wife instead of Tiger Woods hoaxes. Oh shit! <laughs> no, but you know KFC. I remember it was that we were in college, right, Kevin? That happened. Um, it was like right after the move to New York. So, so yeah, I, no, I was I was I was a senior in college at that point, or junior maybe. I'm not sure. I forget when. I 
No, because I think it was definitely my sophomore year. Might have been my junior year because I didn't really start reading Barstool until freshman year. Oh no! So it was your it was it was my senior year sophomore year then because I remember it. I was in college. I was in my dorm room reading the story. So, yeah, um, not the best timing from uh, Mr. Clancy. All right. Kev, you got anything weird for me or should I kick that smooth jazz? I do have something weird for you. Right for season premiere. If I told you three years ago about this beef, you would not believe me. I feel like this is going to get Meek so Mill and Vanessa Bryant yeah. got beef. Jared, did you hear about this? I know you're a big Meek Mill guy. Uh, less and less lately, but yeah, go ahead. He has a new song. Don't worry. Oh, yes, I heard this. Rip Kobe. Where is the line in the song? If I'm if I ever lack, I'm going out with my chopper. It be another Kobe. I would also like to point out that hearing a white guy read that verse is probably enough damage to me. By the way, for all you uh, white boys out there, know what a chopper means. He's referring to his AK-47, not a helicopter. Yes. Yeah. And Vanessa Bryant said, "I find this to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful." Period. She spelled out period. I'm not just saying that for emphasis. I'm not familiar with any of your music, but a lot of you can do. But I believe you can do better than this. Uh, yeah. I don't think he can. Meek Mill's not that good. If you're a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. And Meek Mill's like, oh, I apologize to her privately and earlier today, not in public. Nothing I say on my page directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman. If you care about someone grieving, change the subject. Which is a horrible thing. Just, oh, if you care about it, change the subject. No. If you care about someone grieving, call people out for being insensitive asshats. Yeah. I, I found out about this on Friday. I am a friend of the show, Mr. Mr. Jeffrey Nunez, Johnny Maserati on, on uh, Spotify, by the way. Um, sent me the lyrics. I just looked. He goes, I know you're a meek dude. You got to read this. And I'm like, oh, damn. Meek, come on, man. Actually, meek was the last concert I went and saw before COVID. Um. I, I listen to the lyrics. I just, I'm like, dude, oh man. I knew even before all this happened, I knew this was gonna be a problem. I was like, yep, that's that's not good. Meek's an idiot. Like, yeah, come. no, yeah, he's. I mean, Jay Z needs to grab him back by the collar again. Be like, hey, dummy, stop. Because you know, Jay Z's his mentor. Just be like, dude, just just stop, okay? Like, I I'm very conflicted about this because I do like a little bit of edge in rap. I don't want them shooting each other again, but, like, this is kind of thing that, like, if this happened 15, 20 years ago, no one would really care that much. They'd be like, that was a fucked up thing to say. Okay, let's move on. But, but doubling down and apologizing, like, that's just, you're an idiot and you're soft. Yeah, I just... I'm not I defending think... lyric. I would never say it, but, or, like, I read it, but I would never actually think it. Yeah, first of all, somebody had to have read those lyrics before he set them on, before recording the track. So Meek's got too many yes-men around him at that point. Also, a man who is an icon, not only in the sports community, but in the black community as well, you think maybe you don't say that if it's questionable? Especially if Meek's a Philly rapper. Yeah, Kobe's Philly royalty. I think the only people who are ranked higher in the list than Kobe are Reggie White, Dawkins, Ben Derrick, and maybe um, Will Smith. No, no, Kobe's ranked higher than Will Smith. But it's Ben Narek, by the way. 
Ben Dark, yeah, I can never Doctor J. Doc, eh, he started in New York, but yeah. But so I think the best outcome of this is Meek Mill just goes away and keeps having his little bitch slap fights with uh, Takashi Six Nine. Oh my god, don't get me started about that one either. I, I think that's the best. <sighs> that's what I want. That's what I hope comes of this. Just go away, Meek Mill. Society has moved past the need for Meek Mill. Honestly, I've I haven't listened to any. I I the last um the last song I downloaded from him was his uh, uh letter to Nipsey because I you know I'm a big Nipsey Hustle guy. Ever since then, the last that's the last song I downloaded. That was holy crap. That was 2019, early 2019. So yeah, um Meek honestly after his championships CD or album which was incredible, and you know the Eagles using his song as their walkout music which was great. Ever since then, I think maybe he's peaked. Um, all right. Let's kick that smooth jazz. All right. No Motley Crue riff this week. We're actually going to be mellow today. All right. Gentlemen, ladies, everybody around, it's the off season. It sucks. It's slow. It's quiet. It's dark. But there are some fun moments that I do appreciate. I want to give a shout-out to the only ray of hope for my Minnesota Timberwolves. That is Anthony Edwards. Now, was I the biggest fan of this kid getting drafted? I mean, he was the guy I wanted. But then again, this wasn't like a draft class where you have like a Zion or a John Morant coming out. So I was a little like, eh, I don't know. I didn't watch enough of this kid. I think Minnesota, if they can get... Russell healthy, get Towns on the court consistently, no more COVID scares, Malik Beasley coming off the bench, and Anthony Edwards is doing his thing. That dunk he had last week. Oh, boy. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on every House of Highlights Facebook thing ever. It's a great dunk. The last thing I saw before that was him hitting a three over LeBron. This kid's got no fear. You got Dwayne Wade calling him me 2.0. And honestly, here's the thing, though. Unlike Dwayne Wade... Anthony Edwards came to the league looking like an NFL safety. Just absolutely built like a brick house and six foot six with shooting range. This kid's going to be a star. Everyone's like, oh, the Timberwolves should take a LaMelo ball. I'm like, LaMelo balls are hitting a ceiling there, kids. I hope you realize that. Like, I, Samir, I know you watch basketball more than I do, but I mean, every clip I see of ball, I don't see much growth in his game. It seems like a very limited style of gameplay where you with guys like Edwards and even uh, Obi Toppin over New York, some of these guys who are a little more raw, I feel like there's a little more growth potential, whereas a guy like LaMelo Ball, I feel like... Here's where I'll argue that. It, yeah, it, uh, there's not a lot of growth because there was one thing he had to grow in, and that was his three-point shooting, and now it's good. Now he's a good NBA three-point shooter, so he's complete. And he's very good at basketball. Do I think he's better? I think Anthony Edwards probably has a higher ceiling. He could probably Anthony Edwards can come next year and blow up and be a, a, a like a like fantastic score and like a elite score. Yeah, Jalen Brown has him. Sorry, that works for me. Yeah, uh, I mean we'll have to see, but I think Lamelo's where he's at, and like he will be averaging. I think he he will end up scoring more the more he plays because I mean first half of the year he was coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. So. I think they're both. I mean, there wasn't a clear-cut one. I mean, you could have taken Lamelo; would have been fine. You could have taken. It Edwards, wasn't Minnesota, 
Wiseman was supposed to be the clear-cut one, but because Minnesota had Towns, they weren't going to take Wiseman. Yeah. No. I mean, even Wiseman for Golden State's played great. This was everyone's like everyone was a lot of people were ragging on this draft, and honestly, the top three have all played great. Edwards has been a little raw, but when Edwards has gotten it, he's made plays. Lamelo Ball is having a great season. You have Wiseman has played great. You have the kid from Philadelphia is balling out. Halliburton, he's no, great. Maxley, Moxley, whatever his name is. Maxley is, yeah, he's been good, but I think Halliburton is going to be because they're both great players. Has. I mean. It's a good draft class, honestly. It's it's they're, they're, I think they're the only the only person with the potential to be a one. I think there's two. I think Wiseman and Edwards have that potential to be ones, whereas Lamelo Ball is going to be a good two with a dominant one. So like a guy who is like I, I'd say like a a Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Dame level one with Melo as Lamelo as a two. That's a great team. Whereas like Edwards could be a one same thing with Wiseman it just depends on how they grow from year one to year two hopefully they don't do the Andrew Wiggins track and start regressing after an incredible first season so or Jabari Parker just completely just fall off the map <laughs> but uh, that's Duke players for you um, that's all what we got today folks thank you for stopping in for the season premiere of the corner booth season five I have some uh, breaking news that's not sports related Okay, we got breaking news. So, Jared, I know you're a big Marvel guy. Yeah. Samir, I know you're a maybe a big Marvel guy. I actually have no idea. I am. I'm a big Marvel guy. I have comics right up here. You won't be able to see them, but... The new Spider-Man title has been released. Oh. oh. Spider-Man Phone Home. I don't know if it was released or Tom Hall just accidentally leaked something else again. Okay, I'm looking. Like, I'm trying to see if this is like trending now. It's on his Instagram, like Tom okay. Holland posted it. Yeah, I'm. I like it. I like that they're all home themed names. I think that's cool. By the way, have you guys been watching Wandavision? Yeah, I have to start watching it tonight. It's very good. I, I heard it's getting crazy, and I was like, okay, I have to start watching some. I'm also trying to finish, like, three different series at once, because I'm that weird in-between where I don't have a series right now. So, like, I'm trying to finish a bunch of series. Like, I'm trying to finish Vikings. I want to start Last Kingdom. Um, I have to finish, uh, what was it? I have to start WandaVision. There's a couple of ones, but, yeah, no, that's crazy, though. Because they were, they were, th- that mo- they were talking about bumping that one now to 2022, but... Or like early 2022, but which one are they talking about bumping? Oh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Yeah, because they're talking about they already bumped they already bumped Thor to like the May release. So Memorial Day weekend, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because also I mean like he's the only one of the big three who said like yeah I'm not gonna retire from Thor until they tell me I have to. <laughs> Did you know he wanted to? Yeah, and then they... Then after Dark Taika, World or something? Yeah, after Dark World. Yeah, and then World, Taika Waititi saved Thor, essentially. Yeah, well, because the problem is when they direct... Thor the Dark World had so much promise, but the problem was... it was it, The soundtrack's incredible. A lot of the cinematics are fun, but the way the story went, they went too hard into, like, this overdramatic... Thing. And honestly, Thor's Dark World isn't a bad movie. I'll watch it. It's a definitely a flick movie, but when it comes to the, some of these Marvel movies, it's not, it doesn't hold up. I've never seen The Dark World, and I refuse it's, to watch it. 
Yeah, I think it's on. It's honestly okay. I, my... I, I haven't read the Thor comics, but knowing the kind of actor Chris Hemsworth is, I feel like going for a super dramatic role kind of wastes his ability, his comedic talents. But he did do a really good job when he did um, Extraction. That uh, that movie he did, the special ops movie he did. He he can be a serious actor. I'm not saying he's a bad serious actor, but also he is very funny and he can. Oh yeah, no, his his version of Thor. I don't think anybody else can be Thor now. Like I think like everyone, nobody, you really can't have a new Iron Man. But like Thor was like Thor and Iron Man. I think are the two out of like and also I think um, Chadwick Boseman with um, Black Panther. Like there's like Feige hit it out the park with some of these castings. I, I think for... I said for, not Thor. But for Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Panther, you have to go to some other characters who played them in the comics. I think you can still have the heroes, but you can't have T'Challa. You can't have Tony Stark. You can't have Steve Rogers. And you have to have someone else. Like, it's not really Thor. You have to be Lady Thor or... um. I think that's what's, what they'll do. What, what's and the it, horse face guy that they had uh, who uh, originally got Stormbreaker? I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that I, guy. What's you know what they could do? Also for Thor, by the way? Thor initially was not an Asgardian god. He found he was a human who found the hammer and was deemed Donald, worthy. Yeah, Donald Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do that. Um, I, US agents, I think he's going to be in Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beta, no, Beta Ray Bill wasn't cast for... They don't have a cast for him, but they have... um. He was he was like teased in Thor um Thor Ragnarok though. Yeah, well I think that for Thor four he might be confirmed, but I don't know. I don't know. Like the last because I've been following this movie like a psychopath, so I, I'm excited to see um U.S. Agent and uh, Falcon and the yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. Be real fun. I like Wyatt Russell a lot, and I think it's gonna be cool to see what they do with that character. Oh, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited also for Venom too. I, I know it was a divisive movie, but I love the first one, and like I want to see how creepy Woody Harrelson can get with that role of Carnage. I think it's weird they have a vegan playing Carnage, but that's just me. Woody Venom vegan? was weird, but is he? Yes, Woody Harrelson's vegan. Uh, you know Zombieland. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the end of the movie, Abigail Breslin throws Woody Harrelson a Twinkie and he eats it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to special make a vegan Twinkie for Woody Harrelson. Our Twinkies aren't vegan? <laughs> no, Samir. Twinkies are not <laughs> vegan. Sorry if that ruins your diet. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a Twinkie. I've had one, I think. I've had a few of them. Okay, so everyone I talk to, everyone's like, oh, I've had Twinkies maybe once, maybe twice, or never. And that's everyone I talk to. So who's eating all these goddamn Twinkies? Uh, hey, uh, Samir, have you ever been to an Alabama football game? Yeah, Samir, have you ever been south of the Mason-Dixon line? The only place I've ever seen them regularly regularly carry a 6XL shirt is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> or Mississippi. I've never been to Mississippi. Fair enough. Kevin, story time. I debated going to Mississippi once because I was an hour from the border. But, oh, where was I? It wasn't Decatur. Demopolis. I was in Demopolis, Alabama, and that's an hour from the border, but it was like 7.30 at night. It was already dark out, and I had to drive two hours back to Tuscaloosa. I was not driving an hour to Mississippi to then drive three hours back to Tuscaloosa. Oof. 
I mean, fair enough. All right, gents, I think we stretched this one enough for a season season premiere. Um, live stream Thursday, gonna be a good time. Uh, Pat will be joining us. Uh, thanks for stopping in the Corner Booth podcast. I am your amazing host, Jared. Uh, that's my partner in crime, Mr. Kev, and of course our hilarious intern, uh, Samir. Oh. We have something else to plug. What else do we have to plug? Corner Booth Pod on Teespring. If you love cool. our design that Jared's father worked very hard on and we love very much, we now have a Teespring uh, Corner Booth Pod on Teespring, or it might just be Corner Booth. If you Google Corner Booth Teespring, it'll come up. I think I have to buy one of those hoodies. That looks so clean. I was like sitting in my yeah. car looking at that while I was warming my car. I'm like, well, this is nice. Thank you. I tried very hard on that. And if I tried very hard, I bet I took a design we already had that someone else worked way harder on and just put it on a shirt. I may have to buy like a two pack of like if they still have the tailgate tee for Miami, I may have to buy like a double. You can do that. However, this is not part of the belly of Teespring. Well, support the company, support the show, you know how it goes. All right, gents, that's it. That's all. Catch you on Thursday. Peace. See you. Bye. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.